So the weekly whirlwind, we're going to spend some time on you. Mm, yeah, well. <laughs> so... Welcome to the He Said, She Said podcast. On this podcast, Kirby and Amy Hossman will give you a behind-the-scenes look at growing businesses and building brands. Now, here's He Said, She Said. Hey there, and welcome to a brand new edition of the He Said, She Said podcast. This is the official podcast of Hossman Marketing. As always, I'm your host, Kirby Hossman. Joining me today, as always, is the lovely and talented Amy Hossman. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. And hey, we uh, we missed last week. Uh, that was on me. Um, and me. Yeah, okay. So we it wanted to- a shared effort. Yeah, shared effort. We both of us <laughs> were- lack of effort. Yeah. So <laughs> at any rate, we are back and back with a vengeance and want to let you know, hey, we are here for you. We want to provide you value. If you want to see this and listen to this, all the content we provide, you can head to HossmanMarketing.com, click on our blog link. Our goal is to provide you value and some level of entertainment, so please let us know how we're doing. Um, and as always, you can always subscribe to the podcast and that sort of thing as well, so just know that we're here for you. And if you have any questions you want us to answer, uh, we want to do that as well. So each week we take on a trending topic, and I want to do that. Um, you know, it seems like every week, AIM, um, seems like every week we're seeing a new major retailer um, changing the way they go to market, <laughs> which is a really nice way of saying closing stores, yeah. laying people off, that sort of thing. Lowe's, I think, announced they were going to lay off thousands of workers. And this morning, what got me thinking about this is Barney's, which is a high-end retailer, announced that they would be closing stores. Uh, I think they're going to keep the New York store. It was just kind of their their first, their signature store or whatever. Um but you hear retail is dead. Um, I'm not sure I buy that. Um, I kind of think retail is changing. And I wanted to, A, get your take on that, and then maybe think about what that means for rural America a little bit and how that's going to work. So, so first of all, what say you? Is retail dead? I don't, I don't think it's dead. I think it's just it, it's different. People aren't going to malls as often as they are. I think people are going after more experiential kind mm. of shopping. Like I, I think your traditional, um, you know, just neighborhood mall yeah. has seen seen better days. You know, I yeah. think they're all struggling. But if you go to places like Polaris and Easton and and you know big city places like that, it it doesn't appear that that's dead. Every time I'm there, it's it's you know crazy. very crazy and busy. So I, I think just people are shopping in different ways. I think. You know, they're just going at it. I don't know. Yeah, I think I agree. I, I think you and I are on the same page on this in the sense that, hey, if it's something that I can conveniently get online that I could have gotten at a mall or the local big box store or whatever, if I can get that on Amazon, if I can get that online and have it delivered to my door from a convenience perspective, that definitely, we've changed our behavior. Mm -hmm. That's, it's... So it's not that it retail's dead, it's just changed, I think. And I think to your point, we do though, as a society, we're desperate for interesting uh, experiences. Mm -hmm. And to, to your point, Polaris, when we go to Polaris, <laughs> though I could live without the traffic and the parking, right. the rest of it, I'm like, oh man, there's that store that I don't see every day. And oh, there's a different restaurant. And it's a, just, a, it's a whole experience. And uh, yeah, I think that is the way it's changed. And what got me, I, I, it kind of led me to think, you know, growing up in a small community, both of us, 
you know, used to be like, oh, you had to go to the mall to that was that was like the big mm-hmm, thing, right. even to attract talent to our communities. Like, how close is it to a mall? And I just think that's less of a less of a thing now because um, everybody's super close to Amazon, right? <laughs> right? right. Um, um, but I actually think that it provides because retail's changing. I think it provides us a level of hope in a small community because I think. Uh, it's one of those cyclical thing where old school is becoming new school again. I think the the small towns or small communities that are really doing well are making their main streets experiential. They're going almost like old school retail. Mm-hmm. Like there might be a pet shop next to a bookstore next to a coffee shop where you can get out of your car and kind of walk around and experience it. Yeah. Fun little unique kind of stores. Yes. Different. Things that you would say, oh gosh, that could never compete with Walmart. Right. Except that it is because it's not. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, right. Um, so that's that's sort of my take on retail about, I actually think as we go into this shift, it might actually provide a community like ours uh, with some hope. Um, mm-hmm. But we have to be intentional about it. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think people people are after experiences. So if they can go to a, you know, a little area where there is some fun little shops to go in, even if they, you know, I, I, sometimes I think it's kind of funny because some of the same shops tend to be in the same kind of places, but mm-hmm. but that's what it is, whether it's a st- store that I can buy fun things for my dog or, you know, cute <laughs> yeah. little outfits for my, my nieces or whatever, you know, those kind of little experiences where you can touch and feel and, and then go get ice cream afterwards, right. you know, I think that experience part is still there. So, you know, maybe that's what we need to look at some more for for little areas. Yeah, I like it. So anyway, I think that's a trending topic. We're seeing a lot of it. So I wanted, I thought that might be a fun one for us to to dig into. Um, so that's the trending topic for the week. So the weekly whirlwind, we're going to spend some time on you. Mm, yeah, well. <laughs> so for those who don't know, um, Amy loves it when I do stuff like this. Uh, for those who don't know, Amy had a little uh, hiccup uh, with her back last week. Um, and... Uh, so she was uh, down I, for the count a little bit. I was. I spent the week. Um, we are in demolish mode at the apartments, and we're working on taking everything out of the second floors and getting them ready to put things back. So we are tearing out bathrooms and taking them down to the studs and stuff like that. And we so we've been doing some kind of kind of hard work, and my back was probably a little sore, and I didn't really think about that. And okay. on Sunday morning, we started to do the community impact day, and about a quarter till nine, right before everybody was going to get there, I bent over to, to pour a can of paint into another little bucket and popped my back out, and ugh. So it, was like, it wasn't like some big thing? No. It was actually just cumulative, Yeah, right? it was just cumulative, and then just something little is all it took to twist it funny or whatever, and I was down for the count. I was fine that day. I, I led my troops like <laughs> like, uh, like nobody knew the difference, but um, but that night, once, it, once I slowed down and stopped, it was all over, so... <laughs> Meant for a quick emergency room visit, and a week later, I'm walking better. I still don't bend well, but I think the most frustrating part is that I can't be doing what I need to be doing right now. I need to be ripping out carpet and and washing down walls and scrubbing bathrooms to get get a, a, a room ready, and I can't do any of that kind of stuff. So I'm thankful for, for you and for Johnny, who helped me last night with all of the, the big lifting so that that kind of stuff would be done, but... Uh, I think God's trying to slow me down and teach me patience because I am not allowed to do a whole lot. I, I can't. It, it hurts to do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Walking is better. I, I can walk just fine. But if I twist or bend, I'm in trouble. So, mm-hmm. so um, 
Yeah, for what it's worth, uh, I, I, I caught a lot of flack for calling you a Tonka truck last week. <laughs> uh, but of course, I meant that in the best possible way. So endearing. Yeah, right. I, I, I just for a little insight, we uh, spent a little time together this weekend, and uh, I said something about her being a princess, and she said, "I'm having an identity crisis. Am I a Tonka truck or a princess?" <laughs> um, but I mean, it is a compliment in the sense that it's really hard to, you know, slow you down and and. Uh, and the princess that drives a Tonka truck. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, it's been a, an interesting week or so, to, to say the least. And uh, But I, I, again, I think you're starting to get back on track. Uh, people have been asking me about you, so I felt like it was worthy of, of mention on the podcast. So. Yeah, I'll live. <laughs> okay. That's about as much as Amy wants to talk about that topic, so we'll move <laughs> on. Um, okay, so each week we try to do a lesson. and um, What was your whirlwind? Uh, other than uh, trying yeah, you did spend most of it work helping me, but uh, did a little bit of that. Um, then really trying to um, continue to move things forward here at the company. Uh, Emily has been uh, godsend. We've we've taken on a couple big projects where the print is starting to pick up, um, which is a wonderful thing, and just taking on some new uh, things that way. And then the reality of it is, I've looked at, I've been. Several people have reached out to me about different opportunities. I'm trying to explore those. Those are the kind of 10,000 foot things that often don't turn into anything, but do take your time because mm-hmm. you want to explore those. So um, a lot of that sort of thing. And then I guess candidly, the other piece is I did finish up the rough draft of the book that I've been working on. That's very exciting. Yeah. And so um, kind of at a, a hold on that piece, but I'm excited when I can really talk more about that. But getting any project at least sort of halfway to the finish line where you're like, okay, it's only a rough draft, but it's it's there. That was a big piece too. So that's that's enough for one yeah. week. Okay. Congrats. You're doing a great job. Thanks. And again, thank you for your help. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, each week, uh, we try to do some sort of lesson, right? Um, and I was thinking about this. I think whether it's a project like your project, uh, which is the um, the building project, but I think Anytime any of us are trying to take on a new project that seems big, I think it's really easy to be overwhelmed by the enormity of it. And, and you know, that is, uh, that has, um, that's subjective. Like it, maybe it's you're just trying to get into shape. Maybe it's that you're trying to start a new business, write a book, remodel a building. It doesn't matter. I think it's really easy to get caught up and become overwhelmed by the project that's too, it's just too big. Mm-hmm. Um, to, and um, I read a, I read a uh, book one time and it, they had a whole lesson on just the next right step about trying to free yourself from thinking about the entirety of the project and just focusing on, okay, I, I can't do it all today. Mm-hmm. So what's the next right thing for me to do? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the idea of the eating an elephant, right? Is how do you eat an elephant? You know, one bite at a time. Um, and... I guess that was sort of my thought about a a weekly lesson is that I think each of us can be overwhelmed when we look at whatever the project is that we're trying to accomplish Um, and uh, just when you are in that moment, just look, okay, I can't do all that. So what's the next right thing? So, I I mean, that was sort of my topic, but do you agree, disagree, thoughts about that, uh, especially in relation to what you're working on now? Yeah, absolutely. The... 
any project like that can be overwhelming. And, and I think it just really takes the pressure off of you to just step back and think, okay, what can I do today right. that's going to do that? And, you know, whether that's a project or, or you know, you can take it deeper in, you know, life. Mm. You, can't, you can't solve all the world's problems. You know, we can't, we can't always fix the shootings and all of the crazy stuff that goes on. But we can be kind. We mm. can be nice. And, you know, that's, that's the next right step. Mm, um, there, are, there are solutions that need to be made big picture. But just doing the right thing next, being nice, mm. being you know, taking one step at a time, taking one, you know, one, if you've got a list of things to do, check one thing off at a time and keep going at it because yeah. that makes a difference. Yeah, Jeff Hayden, uh, who's an author who I admire, um, actually talks about th- that that can be one of the reasons people get derailed. And I hadn't thought about this until you said that, but he said, like, let's say you're running, you want to run a marathon. Mm-hmm. Um that you know you go out and you're in week one or week two of your training plan and you go out for a two-mile run and you're dying right mm-hmm. like and where people can look at it if they're focusing on that big picture people always tell you you know just keep focusing on the goal and jeff is like no don't because in that moment the distance between here and there just seems too far mm-hmm. But if you just focus on the next right step, all you have to do today is finish two miles. It doesn't say you have to finish it fast. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say you have, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, and so by focusing on the next right thing, it does help you go, okay. And then if you keep doing that each day, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden six weeks down the road, you're like, oh, I'm supposed to run eight miles this week. That, that seemed crazy six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it just gets you out of neutral. Right. hundred <laughs> percent. Just gets you moving. Yeah. Okay. So, so that was my, I guess, again, I would love to hear any feedback on that about the idea of the next right step, because the idea is, is just to free you from neutral, free you from uh, paralysis by analysis and mm-hmm. just by doing something that generally moves you forward. So. Uh, that's our lesson for the thing, for the week. And then, you know, one of the things that occurred to me, and this is, I'm kind of throwing this at you. Uh, Amy doesn't know this is coming, um, which is kind of the story yeah, of right. your I'm life. Used to it. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but obviously, we are a marketing company. And so, one of the things I thought about is we wanted to, uh, or I wanted to provide some value in that space. And I think that sometimes we can get caught up in like crazy terminology and, you know, how to do Facebook analytics and all that stuff. And, you know, we can talk about that. But I think I wanted to just mention a quick marketing tip each week that anybody can implement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to start with just saying thank you. It, it, it sounds super simple, but one of my favorite quotes in the world is the greatest distance in the world is the distance between I know and I do <laughs> because uh, we know to do it. But I don't know that we're always doing it. I think a great sales, a great marketing technique is to sincerely, and I think that's important, say thank you to your customers, to get out and kind of do that in front of them. Um, studies tell you that 69% of customers that leave you leave you because of perceived indifference. Right. And so I, I, super basic marketing tip of the week is to say thank you. It's still powerful. Absolutely. Yeah, and so I know that you know you're spending more time on the on the um, you know the contractor side of things, mm-hmm. but I think that's true. You know whether it's marketing or whether it's management. Absolutely. Is just showing people that they're appreciated. They're willing to do more for you. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Cool. Okay, so I just wanted to touch base on that. Again, the goal is to provide you value. So um, today, as you're out and about, show some appreciation. As Amy said just now, show some kindness. Uh, I'm telling you, those kind of things come back. They might not. They might not echo back or boomerang back right away. But if you do it over time, boy, I think you do see the uh, the positivity come back to you. And by the way, if you are a jerk on a regular basis, that comes back too. Absolutely. Um, so um, get out there and show some appreciation today. Find, find somebody that maybe looks like they really need it. Find the <laughs> grumpiest person you can find. Smile at them and say hello. Have a good day. Yes. You know what? What could what? Can you imagine what could happen if everybody was kind like that? Yeah, I love that. That's great. Cool. Okay, so we are um, to the time in the podcast where we try to give a shout out. Um, we look around our community, we look around our state, we look around our region, and um, kind of find people that we admire what they're doing, um, whether it's an organization, individual. And so it's time for our shout outs this week. Amy, you want to go first? Uh, sure. My shout out is to everybody who volunteered and donated to the Community Impact Day that we had the Sunday before last. Mm -hmm. um, it was um, spearheaded by the uh, New Point Community Church here in Coshocton, but five different community campuses um, in, in our area did um, projects. And uh, locally, we had over 200 people that came out and we did everything from scrape houses um, that are getting ready to be painted, which a little bit of that still needs to be done. So sure. if you still want to volunteer, there's time. Mm -hmm. um, painting, landscaping. Uh, one group repainted a, a playground. I just drove by it last night. They put new swings on it. It looks awesome. Yeah. You know, just really brought, brought life back to that. Um, so many different projects done throughout the community and made such an impact. And I just want to send a huge thank you out to all of those people and, and anybody that was out there doing good things um, for their community wherever you live. So shout out to those people. Just a big thank you for, for spending that time and energy. Yeah, that's a really good one. And, and it's like we've said, it's one of those things where you go, okay, a small group of people can make a big difference. Um, and I will link up the video that we put together uh, in the blog here. So if, if you're listening to this and you want to see the video, we'll have that linked up as well. Yeah, and I guess for those locally, um, stay tuned too. Over at the Lake Park, um, Josh and his team worked on the tunnel right. and they painted it all white, which is what they have to do to put the, the primary coat down and they have to let that sit for a while. And then they will be back to paint a mural on that. So yeah. stay tuned. That's going to be really cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about that yeah. one. Yeah, kudos to Josh on that one. Uh, my shout out this week goes to Jason and Carly Thompson. We know Jason and Carly a little bit. Um, they are uh, local entrepreneurs. Uh, Carly is a realtor uh, locally. Jason owns Grayson Properties. And they have uh, been very active here lately um, in a bunch of different projects. And recently they just bought a, a, a property on Main Street that, um, what was it you said, that it just hadn't been loved in a long time, yes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Quite a few of those. Yeah. yeah. But that one uh, really hadn't been loved. Yeah. Um, it had been hated. And, um, and so Jason and Carly kind of took the leap and uh, they were there. Um, the last couple days, there was actually a dumpster out front. Um, and it's funny. I think some people look at that and they say, oh, gosh, there's a dumpster out. And I, and I look at that and see progress. Absolutely. Right? Because that, you know, and yes. we know that that's what it takes to get all the 
bad right. stuff out so that you can put the good stuff on. Right. This is this is not a project you can just throw a coat of paint on, Mm-mm. not to do it right. And so that dumpster signified to me that they were going to do it right, and that was really exciting to me. And so kudos to Jason and Carly for investing and working so hard on our community. So yeah. that's my shout-out for the Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Yay. <laughs> cool. All right, well, Great, guys. That has uh, that sort of are the topics we wanted to cover here for the He Said, She Said podcast this week. As is always the case, if you guys have a, a question, you have a topic you'd like to see us cover, um, we would love to answer anything uh, that you would like to see us uh, go through. So reach out to me. You can just email me at Kirby, K-I-R-B-Y, at HossamanMarketing.com. And please continue to check back. I've sort of made a commitment to ramping up the blog again. So we're trying to post a new blog each business day. So the reality of it is we're creating a lot of content and I want you to see it. So uh, check back each day, hosmanmarketing.com, click on the blog and let me know what you think. So that's going to wrap up this edition of the He Said, She Said podcast. Aim, thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a great week, everyone.